Hey, this is Scott from Who Cares About Men's Health. What we're trying right here is a brand new concept. We're calling the Who Cares About Men's Health Sideshow. So as the podcast is developing, we've come up with some different themes. One is our core four plus one more, which is activity, nutrition, sleep, emotional health, and then also knowing your genetics have a big impact on your current health and your health in the future and also can help prevent disease in the future as well. So we do episodes that focus around those areas and how to improve in those areas and just education in those areas. Another concept that we have are, are who cares about men's health, men's health essentials. These are diseases and conditions that impact men, stuff you need to know in order to remain healthy. And now this particular concept, if you see a show called The Sideshow, going to be a little bit more loose, uh, could talk about some of the core four stuff, probably going to involve a few more personal stories and uh, might be some articles that Troy has or just some other interesting things we think you might find interesting. But if you're here because you want to focus on your core four plus one more, check out those episodes. That'd be a good place for you to go. If you're interested in specific men's health conditions, check out our men's health essentials. If you're interested in a little bit more free form, then that's what you're going to get right here. So pick and choose what you like and enjoy. I need to talk about nutrition because I was a freak at one point. <laughs> like before this podcast started, I was yeah. logging and weighing all my food and I scheduled my times to eat and I stressed about what I ate and I didn't want to eat any bread and I hesitated on fruits because I was trying to keep low carbs and I didn't want to, you know, eat too much fat and... I should talk about that because yeah, I've changed a good. lot with my nutrition. And I still, I think I feel pretty much okay. Well, that gets to the orthorexia. and um, What's orthorexia? Mm. Well, do you remember? Oh, that um, eating disorder. Dr. Pol- Susan Pull, she talked about it very briefly, but it's, it's, it's not anorexia. It's, I mean, it, it kind of obviously has that same root, but she it's orthorexia that, yeah. where you get like very, like a very strict diet and, you know, to the point that it, becomes like a compulsion where it's just like, oh, well, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. I have to do this exactly this way where it's, you know, it is classified as a, an eating disorder. Um, it's a newer thing that's come out in the last five to 10 years, I think. But that might be interesting to talk about your experience and say, hey, do I meet the criteria for orthorexia? And I can die yeah. my mind too. Like sometimes I wonder, am I orthorexic? So, you know, what know. changed all of that was, first of all, realizing that I didn't eat as much protein as I thought. Yeah. Because I was building my life around protein. Mm-hmm. Second of all, to well, so that was actually the the first thing was when Thunder said, if you just alter the time that you eat, like if you do eight on sixteen off, or even twelve on twelve off, you can, you can eat what you want. And you're going to maintain. I'm not yeah. going to go crazy with junk, but at least I'm like, well, I don't have to weigh my food anymore, so that was kind of good. Yeah, and I kind of have an idea of how much I'm eating now, anyway. But it's just, that's so freeing. And it's freeing to know that I can have bread. I just had some great sourdough bread. It wasn't made by Mitch this time, but you know, <laughs> Bob and Randy Harmon made it and they did a pretty good job. I guess. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Troy, what do you got there? Looks like you got some sort of medical journal there. You want to tell us a story from that book of medicine? <laughs> <that you got>? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have several options today, Scott. Would you like to know about the effectiveness of honey for symptomatic relief of upper respiratory infections? Okay. The efficacy of ginger for the treatment of migraines. <laughs> okay. The effect of vitamin D supplementation, omega-3 fatty acids, or strength training for older adults. Hmm. All right. A man with a gnawing sensation under his scalp. Ooh, that sounds creepy. I bet you Mitch is going to vote for that one. <laughs> hey, Mitch. He will. Yeah, so so which one of those are you going to vote for, Mitch? What do you uh, like? I don't know. Or let Let's me give see. you the last one. A pilot okay, trial right. of topical capsaicin treatment 
for cannabinoid, cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome. Basically, how do you treat retching if you smoke marijuana? <laughs> they all sound so good. I, like, I know Jews. every one of these I could all use in some please. form. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know which one, Mitch. I <sighs> can we talk about the cannabinoid one? I am interested. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And this is something I use in the ER. Really? Yeah. Oh, this this technique. If somebody yeah. comes in with this problem, all right. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm I put it on myself before I go to work. That's how I get the shift. <laughs> all right, I'm into this. So, okay. so essentially, it's about people that smoke marijuana and then they start retching. What yeah. to do about that? Yeah. How do you treat? Okay. It? Yeah. All right. So, what journals is from? This is from the journal Academic Emergency Medicine. All right. Troy reads them and finds a good story so you don't have to. So That's right. <laughs> go ahead and go. So Scott, so this is an interesting article. I love articles that just show you a fairly simple treatment and maybe it's not a huge study, maybe it's the, not the best on study, but it shows it's effective and then you try it at work and you treat someone with it or maybe you try it yourself and it works. So as you know, the use of marijuana is becoming more and more prevalent. Maybe they have a prescription for it. Um, you know, there are several states where you, you can use it recreationally, legally. So we are seeing more and more cases in the emergency department of what's called cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome. And what this means is that people who use marijuana frequently can sometimes develop just retching vomiting. They just cannot stop vomiting and they feel miserable. Sometimes they try and treat it by taking a hot shower. Some, for some people, that seems to work. But there was a study that was done, and this appeared in the journal Academic Emergency Medicine. So not a big study. Uh, they had 30 patients and 17 patients. So about half of them, they treated with capsaicin, capsaicin cream. Are you familiar with capsaicin cream? No. What is that? Mitch, do you know what capsaicin cream is? It's like the, the granola version of Icy Hot. Uh, what's that brand called? Yeah. Well, actually, the brand is called Capzacin, C-A-P-Z-A-S-I-N. So you may have heard of it. But yeah, it's something you can use to treat muscle soreness. I mean, Capzacin is a pepper. So it's actually like this pepper in this in this cream. And, and people will put it on sore muscles, sore joints, things like that. Kind of like Icy Hot, it relieves the pain because it just stimulates these nerves in a certain way that the nerves are then more focused on that. Or it just, you know, overstimulates them in, in a sense where then you're not so focused on the pain there. But the bottom line is that's what it's used for. It's over the counter, super easy to find this stuff in any any pharmacy, any place you want to shop. Uh, but basically, they treated 17 patients with the capsaicin cream and they treated 13 patients with a placebo, just another cream that was not a capsaicin cream. They found in just about everything they measured in the patient's nausea, uh, in just uh, their vomiting, um, you know, they looked at 30 minutes, at 60 minutes. They found that the large majority of the patients who had the capsaicin cream did better. In patients who had the capsaicin cream, 29% had complete resolution of the nausea versus none of the patients who had the placebo treatment. Wow. So, yeah, pretty, pretty significant improvement. And that's complete relief. But then just looking at, okay, how much did you improve? Maybe not completely. People who got the cream did a lot better. So it's something I use in the ER because we see this surprisingly frequently. People who come in who just are having this retching, vomiting, and feel miserable. And I'll just order up some capsaicin cream. I'll have them apply it to their abdomen and the large majority of the time within an hour, they feel better. 
And I say, just take this home. If this happens again, use this cream. So you put it on your, so you take the arthritis meds or cream and you rub it on your belly. Yeah. Just rub it on your belly. Oh, it's wow. very simple. Okay. Yeah. You're not, yeah. You're not rubbing it on joints or anything like that. You're just rubbing it on your belly and yeah, you're not, don't, don't drink it. Don't eat it. <laughs> rub <laughs> it on your belly. Just use it externally. It's just a cream. Uh, you know, I don't know if this will work for any other types of nausea. I've never tried it there. Certainly there are other meds that can help with those sorts of things. But a lot of times with these patients who come in with this type of vomiting, it's like you give them other stuff and nothing seems to help. Like a lot of the standard medications we use, you use some capsaicin cream, makes a difference. They feel better. I just tell them, use it at home. And you have to put it on your abdomen. If you put it on your arm, then it doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't put okay. it anywhere else. Just stick it, just rub it right over your belly, right over that spot. That's and then just what's, do, up we know, do we know why it works? I don't know why. And I don't know why. <laughs> I have no idea why. I know it's probably the same thing as the hot shower. It's one of those things. I remember seeing case reports about this, you know, a few years ago where people are like, hey, we tried this and it worked. And I don't know if it was the same thing as the hot shower where some dude is just like, Hey, I've got some of my grandma's arthritis ointment here. I'm going to rub this on my belly. And then he told someone else and then someone reported it in a medical journal. And then here's this small study that said, hey, it really seemed to help. Huh. So I don't I don't know the origin or the it rationale is a bizarre, behind it. It's a bizarre thing to try. Like it is, you know, anytime you look at anything, sometimes sometimes there's times I look at like foods and I'm like, who decided to try that first? Yeah. You know, and it's like, who tried decided to try this <laughs> who decided first? to do this first? Like, what was the connection that that they made that they're like, that could work? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. And again, <laughs> again, why ask why sometimes? Why ask right? why? There, there, yeah. I'm sure there's someone who's come up with some sort of physiologic explanation for why it worked, but I guarantee that's not the reason someone used it in the first place. It's not like someone <laughs> thought, well, theoretically, this could make a difference. Again, the only reason this study happened, it's because of some of these case reports that were out there that I saw, you know, appearing in journals several years ago. And so... Someone tried it at some point, it seemed to work. And now here's a study, very small study, but says, yeah, it does seem to work. And my experience is that it does seem to work. Hey, thanks for checking out Who Cares About Men's Health, the sideshow. Uh, if you liked what you heard, we'll have more sideshow episodes coming up. Also ask you to check out our men's health essentials and uh, our core four episodes to help you lead a, a healthier life today and in the future. Feel better now and later. By the way, uh, check out our migraines episode that we just recently did. It's really, really good if you know somebody that suffers from migraines. And if you know anybody that might enjoy what you just heard, do us a favor and just share this podcast with that one person. If you share that podcast with this one person, it'll help us get to more people that we can help and more men who want to care about their health.